Hello everyone, I'd like to start off with the meditation of the week, which comes from Psalms 91. If you have your Bibles ready, please follow along. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid, nor the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, And I shall answer him, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Uh, The main message comes from Matthew chapter 12, verses 33 through 41. Matthew 12 33 through 41. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Then certain of the scribes and the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said to them, said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, we shall so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. 
the men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas and behold a greater than Jonas is here let us pray Father God thank you for giving us your word today please anoint each and every listeners of your message with the Holy Spirit so that we may be able to understand your precious message for us Lord for the time is very close please guide the hearts of the many young men and women of this generation during this pandemic crisis to admit to admit that they are sinners for not believing in Lord Jesus Christ who died and shed his blood for our sins also to repent and to receive you as our personal savior please let those who hear your message fear your word and tremble just like the Ninevites have in the days of Jonah in the name of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus name we pray amen after about a thousand years after Adam God saw that the thoughts and imaginations of the hearts of all the people in the world continued to be evil and chose one uh, you know God sometimes will call upon just one person to carry out his will carry out his mission that one person being Noah who found grace in the eyes of the Lord Lord God at that time was given the task to build an ark for 120 years while Noah was building the ark he preached for repentance saying God would God would judge them by the flood but no one repented from evil thoughts and imaginations of their hearts doesn't sound much different from today right a lot of it is same these days possibly worse God sent two angels to judge Sodom and Gomorrah with fire and brimstone giving a message of judgment to Lot the only righteous man at that time saying that God would bring down the whole city but no one listened to repent or no one listened to Lot either eventually both cities were annihilated and turned into ash Jesus rebuked the scribes and Pharisees who were hypocrites for not believing in him the Lord Jesus spoke unto them in a parables of their hypocrisy within them he said this in Matthew chapter 12 verses 34 through 37 O generation of vipers how can ye being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh a good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment for by thy words thou shalt be justified and by thy words thou shalt be condemned scary words here words of judgment this is why um, David King David 
in Psalm said to keep a gatekeeper, set a watch and put a gatekeeper in his mouth. Basically, watch what you say. You could say something without thinking, but in the day of judgment, you have to, everybody's accountable for what they've said. You know, it could be a joke. It could be something that wasn't meant for anything. Um, It could or could not have hurt somebody who heard it, but either way, it's all being recorded. And in front of Jesus, you'll have to be, you'll be held accountable for every word and action. In Noah's day, God saw that people's thoughts and imaginations of their hearts were continued to be only evil. God, who judged and destroyed them all in the days of Noah, has now become a man as the son of man and said the same message unto the evil hypocrites. He said that all their evil deeds came out of their evil hearts. Even now, God is seeing not only the outward, physical acts of man, but he sees if the acts are out of good hearts or from evil hearts. For example, even if a man speaks harshly to someone, if it comes from a good conscience of that person's heart, God will see it as good. But, even though he speaks politely, if it comes from an evil heart, in that case, God will see it as evil. Hypocrites who be, hypocrites who came to the Lord seem to want to learn something by calling Jesus as a teacher, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. Lord Jesus immediately answered back to them, saying, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. This is from Matthew 12, verse 39. Um, The Pharisees and scribes were called evil and adulterous because uh, Christ already had shown them many signs in the earlier chapters of uh, Gospel according to Matthew, but they rejected him, denied to believe all of uh, Jesus' healings of, uh, for example, the leper, the palsy, um, and then getting rid of evil spirits from people. You know, a lot of healing. There's numerous accounts of it in uh, uh, in Matthew. Uh, moving on, verse 40 and 41. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Heart of the earth, where is that? Center of the earth, right? Underground? That's going to hell. Jesus did go to hell and came back. He dropped off all our sins, threw it down, and came right back up. Heart of the earth. When people tell you there's no hell they probably can't can't probably explain why there's fire coming out of like the volcanoes how do you explain that then why is there fire under the ground Uh, recently there's there's been a 
volcanic eruption, right? Over in, I believe, in Indonesia, Malaysia, around that area. How do you explain that? Uh, verse 41, the men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. Jesus, Jesus is greater than Jonas. He's uh, speaking for himself. Uh, the Lord is telling them that Jonah, who cried repentance to the Ninevites hundreds of years ago, was the sign unto the Ninevites. The Bible testifies how Jonah was the sign to the Ninevites at that time. Uh, if we look in Jonah chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, so Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Nineveh was the capital city of Assyria from B.C. 900 to B.C. 600. For 300 years, the Assyrian Empire expanded, conquered, and ruled the Middle East, including Mesopotamia, Egypt, the eastern coast of the Mediterranean, and parts of today's Turkey, Iran, and Iraq. Since around 1250 BC, the Assyrians had started using war chariots and iron weapons, which were far superior to bronze weapons. Because of these tremendous weapons they had, the Assyrian army was the most powerful and technologically advanced army of its time. During the reign of King Snacherib, uh, 705 to 681 BC, Assyrians formed an empire with an even greater force. He conquered the provinces of Anatolia, Judah, and Israel, and even sacking Jerusalem. As written in the second book of Kings, in the time of King Hezekiah, King Sennacherib, sent his general to devastate the city of Jerusalem, but God sent an angel of the Lord, one angel, and killed 185,000 of Assyrians in a single night. The king, Sennacherib, relocated their capital city to Nineveh. At that time, Assyria was an empire where the whole world, even more than America today, was just trembled by name. Now the word of God testified what kind of repentance Assyrians showed unto the Lord God upon receiving one sentence of the word of God saying, Yet forty days, and none of us shall be overthrown, preached by a prophet without a name. In Jonah chapter 3, Verses 5 and 9, 5 through 9. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast 
and put on sackcloth, from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? Can you picture this? An entire nation forged by wars and conquering, trembling in fear of God and repenting. Even beasts, animals were in sackcloth. God, seeing that their repentance sincerely from, uh, sincerely came from their whole heart, accepted their true repentance. Uh, next verse in three ten, and God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that He had said that He would do unto them, and He did it not. Before God spoke to them through Jonah, he did not send any kind of famines, earthquakes, or plagues to give them as warning. But he just gave a simple word of warning. And all the people of the entire nation repented to God with one heart. But nowadays, even in the last days, when Jews, Gentiles, and even most churches are apostatizing to God. The Lord has warned the world by sending many kinds of warning messages, famines, earthquakes, and plagues, as well as through the book of Revelation, the message of judgment in the day of great tribulation. Those who live in this generation, even though they have been given the words of extreme judgment, need to think deep if they have been or are repenting like the Ninevites did. Just as the prophet Jonah became a sign unto the people of Nineveh at that time, the Lord Jesus Christ, much greater than Jonah, true sign unto this generation of the world has been driven out of the church, and he's patiently knocking on the door. It's like saying this, Hey Jesus, could you not be in my life when I go to and do things during the weekday? You know, go do things that you don't like? Could you close your eyes and ears for me from oh, Monday through Saturday? Or it's like saying this, let's just meet at church on Sunday only. Is that okay? No, friend. Jesus is not here to save you part-time. He wants to save you and be with, be with you all the time. Recalling Job's desperate repentance before God, 
let us seriously think about ourselves. Even though Job was a man of righteousness and upright, even recognized by God, passing through extreme suffering under the permission of God, he later found out his own righteousness deeply rooted in his heart. The Holy Spirit must have thrown him out to kneel down in the ashes to repent, finding himself just comforting himself with his honorable actions manifested from his own righteousness of the heart. Once again, we must take into consideration of the words of the Lord had spoken to the hypocrites at that time. Once again from Matthew chapter 12, 41. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. Amen. Blessings to all of you and may the grace and knowledge of truth of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus be with you all. Amen. This week's message and previous recordings can be found on our website at WGMI.org. That's WGMI.org. You can also find us on podcast and on YouTube by searching WGM Church in the search field. For Android users, you can find us through TuneIn app. That's T-U-N-E-I-N by also typing WGM Church in the search field.